Hey, welcome. This is the uh, Luis Hunting Strategies Podcast. My name is Levi. I'm Wes. And uh, we're just going to kick it off with, uh, you know, we're kind of just here to educate and show the the masses that, you know, these are our strategies and this is what's worked in the in the past and kind of maybe even learn ourselves. You know, it's not just uh, a Wesley and myself thing trying to teach everybody. We're trying to learn more ourselves and be able to improve our hunting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so Wesley's already lost in this. Yeah, we'll, we'll get her figured out here, guys. This is our first one. So we'll get her figured out. Yeah. Uh, so this, this first one is going to be all about uh, small game hunting, like uh, squirrel, squirrel, rabbit, you know, just your typical beginner type hunting. You know, I was, I was probably three years old when I started going out hunting. Yeah, I think I was around five or six, but first time my dad took me out. So, uh, we, well, I guess, you know, when I, when I first started going out hunting, we'd always, we'd always kick it off. We'd always do a road hunting before we got out to the woods. So usually in our area, we live in Iowa here and in our area, a lot of the, uh, the squirrel hunting and rabbit hunting and pheasant hunting kind of all fall together at the exact same time. And it's, it's a really nice because as we'd be heading out, you know, my grandpa, my uncle and myself, we'd be heading out there and, uh, we'd be ditch hunting the whole way up until we got out to this guy named Bill's place. And then we drive up this huge logging road. We get up to the top of the hill. We pick some apples out of this tree and we just start our day out at, you know, we'd leave, we'd leave my grandpa's house probably about six o'clock every day or five thirty, whatever it was to make the drive out there. It was always a good time. I know, uh, you know, I, I always, uh, carried around a BB gun for the longest time just to try to learn how to, uh, have, have proper gun safety. I don't know. What, what about you? Oh, <clears throat> I lived out outside of town here for a while. Started with my grandpa. He would take me out of his farm south of Bellevue here. We wouldn't let me carry a gun quite yet. So he'd maybe carry a stick and make kind of the same thing. Take me, teach me barrel etiquette. And, uh, Kind of pretend to shoot, but my yeah. dad would let me take take twenty two out. We'd do some practice shooting. Sorry, that probably when I was about five or six. Yeah, you know, how, how old were you about when you got your first one? I know I was. Oh man, it, it felt like it took forever to finally get my first squirrel. But then after that, it just kind of fell into place, and you always got one. But oh, man, yeah. it, I think I was shit probably. I think I was six or seven, but yeah, it took me. Took me forever. Always got excited. Either pull the shot or shoot underneath them, or you know, would just kind of wing one out there, and all you hear is the. It's like, well, dad, dad said, "Oh, you messed that one up again, didn't you?" Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, it always happens. I, I mean, still to this day, I miss all the time. Oh, you know? oh yeah, still get excited. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up during this podcast was uh, our our our. Uh, competitive squirrel hunt that we do every year yeah we started it two years ago this is gonna be our third one uh we had pretty good turnout last year hoping to get get a lot bigger hopefully next couple of years and got cash prizes and stuff like that just 
good way to get bring hunters together, share stories, and just get some good camaraderie around the area because nobody really does that stuff around here anymore. So, yeah, I don't hardly ever hear about that. There's a lot of uh, dog hunts, you know, for rabbits and uh, a lot of coon hunts, but yep. it doesn't seem like anybody ever does the squirrel hunts anymore. No, and we always get together the night before and everybody signed up where you put it through. A guy always gives us lunch and just just a nice good time to get everybody together. Yeah, and speaking of, shout out to Geronimo's Bar and Grill here. And, Absolutely. And here in Springbrook, Iowa. That yeah. guy, he has helped us out tremendously. I mean, he 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 doesn't charge us nothing, but we always like to we always like to give a friendly tip to him. Yeah. And we always encourage our hunters to do the same. And it, he always gives us a hell of a breakfast too, or a hell of a one. Like did what pulled pork last year. That was pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, we kind of you know, and we actually made a bit beginner mistake when we first started our hunt. We thought everybody would get together before the hunt in the morning. So everybody showed up about what six o'clock or something like that, six thirty. Six six thirty, but then yeah, messed up. That's you know, getting prime time squirrel hunting. We missed probably a good hour, hour and a half of squirrel hunting. I mean, it was still a good time, but yeah, a lot of guys that that were there, they kind of complained about it. They're oh, you know, we this is when we need to be out hunting, and and it, it was right because that morning would have been a perfect morning for it, and and it yeah. ended up being you know, eight thirty nine o'clock, and it got real windy and. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. It was nice and frosty that morning, too, and everything was real silent. Then, yeah, about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, wind picked up, and just couldn't get them to come out of trees. So, you know, even guys that have been doing this a long time, meaning I'm 26, Wes, you're what, 33? 33, yep. Old man. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even we may mis- make simple mistakes that shouldn't even have been made, but, hey, that's, here we are. That's hunting, you know. you got got to live and learn. You're not learning something new every year. You're not doing something right. Exactly, yeah, and so then we had people give us some feedback and tell us, hey, you know, we should start this earlier in the morning and then meet up to eat later. Yep. And uh, we, I learned one thing doing that: you need to have strict times for weigh-in. Yeah, you don't want people showing up, you know, two or three hours later. These guys sitting there waiting around, you know, they got to get on with their day too. You know, yeah, that's that's time management. And that's one thing about hunting too. That kind of gives you some time management as well. You know, you, you, you have to force yourself to be on time. And yep. if you're not on time, you can really mess a hunt yeah. up. Yeah. You're going to either go, well, no matter what you're hunting, you're going to spook them or see them walking away as soon as you get to wherever you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And then one, one thing I, I really wanted to get into is, uh, your preference of gun and why you use it. Yeah. I like, if I buy myself, I usually use, Try to use a twenty-two, but I. A couple of years ago, I bought a couple of guns from an old boy, and I got a long barrel. I think it's twenty-two, twenty-four inch barrel, sixteen gauge. I love using that thing. Yeah, yeah, you've had a lot of success in the past. I know this past couple of years that we've been, you know, well, hell, we've been hunting together. What this is probably year five or six now. Yeah, maybe a little more seven, than that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a while that me and him have been hunting partners. We don't always go together. He goes together with his dad a lot. Yeah. Uh, which that's gotta be nice, you know, get out there with your old man and Yeah, there's nothing like it. It's one of the best feelings in the world. Right. But either way, back to the uh the preference of gun. I, I pretty much strictly only use a twenty two when I'm going squirrel hunting. I uh I just I like the the it feels a little more difficult. And it's not even just that, but I don't know, I, I it also feels better when I'm eating them and I'm not biting into some babies, you know. You know, it's it's just a little good protein for you. It's not so bad. I haven't chipped a tooth yet. 
I don't know. Uh, that's because they're lead and that's <laughs> yeah, showing off. That's uh, fine. <laughs> um, you know, and you ever you ever heard people using calls when they're out squirrel hunting? Yeah, I use a little mouth call. Well, my mouth. Don't use a use a, any fancy thing from like Walmart or something. Just you know, I got a little one of them little squeakers that you know they bark for you. Those yeah. things are pretty nice. Yeah, I've had a lot of luck with those and that. And uh, you take a couple quarters, you put one in your hand. Right in your, between your, your, what is that, a forefinger, your pointer finger and your yeah. thumb. Yep. And a kind of couple little spot in your hand and take the other one and kind of knock it into that one and kind of grind it into it. And it makes it sound like a squirrel's out there, you know, cracking a nut. It kind of makes the other ones think, oh, there's a squirrel in my territory eating my nuts. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I didn't believe it when he first told me about it, but I'll be damned if he didn't kill two squirrels right away doing it. So. Yeah. It brings them right down on the limb. Yeah. Made me, made me a believer. You know, hey, you guys. You guys ever use that old squirrel trick where you put that pocket of air in the upper lip and you, you know, give her little barks? Yep. I love doing that. It's kind of just fun to play around with that, but it works. You know, even in the summertime when you're out there, you know, you see some squirrels out there, you start barking at them and you see what they do. It's kind of exciting and fun. Yeah, they kind of look around, get sick down on the branch, and kind of perk up. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of times when uh, when I'm out hunting for squirrels specifically i like to uh you know I, I like to get into the timber a little ways walk walk for probably a good half hour usually i kill one or two that way and then then once i get to shoot and i like to sit down and let the timber settle down i don't know what what do you yeah I, a lot of my hunting i a lot of walking but usually i like do a little little still hunting you know walk 10 15 feet stop sit on a log or lean up against the trees do some looking I, that's my favorite just still hunting you can see a lot more that way i feel yeah, yeah. Especially well, just regular wildlife, too, just watching them. And maybe maybe I sound like Sasquatch walking through the woods or something, because I always feel... Because <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always feel like when me and him are out hunting, you know, he's always, you know, sitting there doing nothing and killing squirrels. Well, if I'm sitting there doing nothing, then I ain't getting nothing, so I always start walking through, and I feel like every time I'm walking through, that's when I'm getting the squirrels, you know? Yep. Just a little, little preference maybe a little bit more patience on my end make shows my old age patience is a virtue that's absolutely <laughs> true uh you know and uh we kind of mentioned this earlier with the uh the windy days and rainy days and calm days you yeah. know kind of with that we were talking about with the hunt there you know <laughs> i know as soon as it seems to get windy it just they, shuts they just down sh- shut right down you're there you get down so maybe some hollows or fingers you might get one or two but other than that or had their nests or their holes or or if they are out where do you think they are i mean i think they're typically on the ground yeah yeah it's definitely a lot of ground hunting doing it that way in the wind yeah. rain rain had some luck not a not a whole lot maybe a light rain but yeah i usually try to uh try to avoid getting out there in the rain when it's just for a squirrel you yeah. know for i tell you what sucks. for a turkey i tell you what i get out there for a turkey or a deer oh you know? yeah 100 mile an hour winds i'll sit all day i don't oh. care Dang right, I will too. Kind of like when we were out in South Dakota there. Oh man, that was windy, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was that was a good time. We'll get out. We'll get on that subject some other time when we're. When yeah, we're there, there's some good stories from that trip. You know, <laughs> five, four or five day hunt. Oh man, that was a that was a good 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 time. Yeah, we'll save that for a future episode. There's there's some good stories there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into <laughs> you know we'll get into the bigger stuff here in the future and. We'll get a little more on the strategy side of it. You know, there's not really much. There is some strategy to small game hunting, but it's not. 
it's not it's as crucial right. as for deer, elk, turkey, yep. so on and so forth. Even even coyote hunting, there's there's a bit, quite a bit of strategy to it. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't really thought there was until you started taking me out. I did it a little bit in the past, but yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot, lot more to it than I would actually thought with coyote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I always seemed, I guess, early, late, mid-season, I don't know, when, when do you feel like you had your most success? Uh, squirrels, I'd say I usually like to wait till after the first heavy frost, kill, kill all the fleas and ticks and stuff, but I would say late fall, I hit it hit it hard about the second, third week in October. Then I usually switch over to bow hunting. That's uh, the good rut time, but I would say mid October. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you do in the, in the early season when there's a bunch of leaves on the tree? You know, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you try to do to kind of push past that and kind of, that's, that's actually where I don't sit a lot. I'll do a lot of walking with that. You just got to change your scenery. You move five steps and, you know, leaves, leaves just seem to change and move and might see one that you didn't see five foot past beyond that, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to absolutely agree with that. You know, in the early season, man, them leaves are a killer. They, they, they it sucks. <laughs> they, they really, they really make a, make a fool out of you. You know, you think there's a squirrel climbing in the tree and next thing yep. you know, it's just a little breeze. Yep. That's, that's where I actually usually like to use a 22 so I can do some, some glassing and spotting with that oh yeah yeah absolutely i agree i do that a lot even even in oh, the yeah. whole season i yeah. like to do that with the 22 i i use a what is it a five five twenty seven wind remington yeah i can't remember what that little gun's called hmm. i have to remember it and bring it up in the next episode yeah, yeah i learned a long time ago too always thought it was fun especially going out with my other buddy matt when we were growing up you know we tried to so you can shoot the part of the squirrel and well we learned not to do that you're just you'll never find them in the leaves oh we, yeah. we like i feel bad for it but hate to admit it we lost a lot of squirrels waste a lot of meat doing that yeah and that, that's one of the, that's another thing you know especially for them young guys that are starting to get into it if you're not going to try to eat them don't don't even yeah don't even waste your time all you're doing is ending a life that didn't need to end that day yep you know yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna kill it and shoot it just Make sure you eat it and take it out with you. Absolutely. Or if they're, if you don't like eating it, give it to somebody that does. You know, and, and getting into that, you know, into the eating them, what do you, what, what, you know, how do you skin them? You, do you do that method where you cut down the tail to their... Yeah, I usually cut a little slit down tail and step on the tail and just yank, yank on the back legs till it comes up and cut them out and whack the head off and throw in a crock pot. Yeah, I never really had as much luck doing that. I, uh... Every time I seem to do that, I always seem to rip them in half, and then I'm fighting, yeah. skinning them later. So I, what I always like to do is I, I like to put a cut in right about the middle of the back. I like to get my fingers in there and kind of peel them out that way and clip everything off as I need. Right. And uh, then gut them out that way. I always And then I like to cut them up the center and take all the nastiness out, you know, all the stuff you don't want to be messing with. And yeah. Actually, I did learn squirrel heart's pretty decent. Like that a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've good. ever tried Squirrel Heart. That's pretty good. Yeah. You might have to try it this year. Like a little, little nugget of goodness. A little nugget of goodness, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was speaking of, you said you threw them in the crock pot. What do you throw them in there with? What do you just put them well, in there with some cream mushroom or something? Yeah, usually just cream mushroom. I'll, I'll brown them up beforehand. Cream mushroom thing of beef stock and some corn. I love loading up with jalapenos. I like spicy foods. Then 
I usually throw them in overnight, straighten out, get all the bones, and then uh, about an hour before I'm ready to eat it, throw dice some taters up, throw them in there, and throw her down the hatch after that. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I've tried them a bunch of different ways. You know, I've admittedly, I you know, I like to watch YouTube videos and oh, kind of kind of watch how everybody else does it. You know, and that's another thing. You know, if you want to email us at Luis Luis Hunting Strategies at gmail.com and you can give us your you know your thoughts on this episode and kind of you know hey this is how i like to cook them maybe you should try it this way you know give us some recipes i'd love to try it yeah share it and heck we can even share them on air too if you want absolutely stories too we can do stories story cast yeah yeah but uh what i was gonna say here though is about how i make them i like to like you said brown them but i i like to grill them sometimes i don't think i've ever grilled them yet no, no, no. I like to I like to put them on there with some salt, pepper, garlic yeah. powder, and yeah. uh, or garlic salt. Garlic salt really That's gets where it's at. it seems to get the flavor in there yeah. real nice. And uh, then once I do that, I cook them for a little while, and I like to baste a little barbecue on them. Sure, a little barbecue squirrel ain't mm, that's Actually delicious. We're gonna have to try that next time. With yeah, season. Yeah, and that uh, I've also uh, I've also taken them in a crock pot, like you're saying. And I don't use cream of mushroom. I like to use chicken stock or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. Then I make, make like a soup. Yeah, I make a nice soup. I cut them into little quarters. I like yep. to quarter them out. And uh, the ribs are a hard part. You know, yeah. it always seems like when you're eating them, you know, the ribs just like to. Yep. No matter how hard you try to get everything out, it's just especially the backbone too. You always, you always find them right in your teeth too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You never feel your tongue on your cheek. Crunch right down on those little guys. Oh, I do it every single time. It yeah. seems like worth it. It is. It absolutely is. And, uh, you know, this isn't just about squirrels on this one. You know, we would like to talk about some rabbit hunting, too. Yeah, rabbit hunting. What? <laughs> what's your, uh, what, what, what's your uh, best strategy for that, huh, Wes? Oh, that's, I don't do any steel hunting for that. I'll go through the thickest stuff I can find, mallflower rows, throw some rocks down in, sticks try to get them up bust them out never really did a whole lot of dog hunting with them but used it a couple times but never really had any luck with the dog i had more luck kind of out by myself doing some low crawling and i mean it, it sucks but they're they're worth it yeah yeah i've uh i've actually had a lot of luck just walking through ditches yeah a lot of times when i was younger we'd go ditch hunting and you know you'd, you'd be driving by oh there's a couple of rabbits right there and everybody jump out of the truck and a yep. couple guys would go to the end of the end of the little spot there, you know, wherever you're going to be trying to hunt at. And one or two guys would walk through the ditch and kind of drive them up to them or try to at least, you know, right. do your best. I mean, I've had luck that way. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of luck walking through uh, ditches and in cornfields and stuff. Yeah. Bean fields too. Yeah. I've never, I guess I never really tried it too much in bean fields. Yeah. When we lived out in the farm there, up top of the hill, they would, switch on and off every year i go slaughter them out in the bean field yeah yeah that'd be a late late evening hunt though when they're all putting the feed bag on before they go to bed oh yeah you got a good point yeah. there i never even thought of that i never guys i never uh i never tried it evening hunting for yeah. a rabbit i've always ever only tried to do it in the morning i've heard of guys going out too and spotlighting them but i don't know if they're actually supposed to do that probably not but yeah i don't think that's a thing <laughs> I, i've never done that no i haven't either just watching videos of that one but i like to bust them up brush piles too yeah, that, scaring them out. That's, that one's a little bit more tricky. You usually want two or three guys on that one, but especially depending on the brush pile size. But 
usually catch them out running out the backside. Yeah, I remember that one year, you and I and your dad. Oh, we did that rabbit rabbit yeah. tournament. That was awful. We drove <laughs> what probably three hundred miles. Oh, at least. Yeah, that was that was a cold one. There was a lot of snow and it. It was miserable. You needed a dog for that one. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have much luck. We uh, we didn't even fire a shot. No, nope. I don't think we seen a rabbit. Nope, I don't for think we did. Nine hours, nothing, and we still had a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you have some good days, you have some bad days. I mean, hell, I've had days where I limited out on squirrel or rabbit or right. You know, whatever, and and I've also had days where I didn't see a dang thing. No, and it is a bit discouraging, you know, when you get out there and oh man, don't see nothing all day. Yeah, it's just nice to get out though. It is. It is. It's, yeah. Even if you don't get anything, it's just worth getting out and enjoying nature and always see something new every day, even if you hunted that same timber for 20, 30 years, you know. Right, right. You know what I love? I love introducing kids to hunting. Same. Oh, man, there is nothing better. I've got a four-year-old, and I am super excited. I've taken her out trapping with me, you know, like coon trapping, possum trapping, and so on and so forth, and uh, she adores it. She just loves getting out in the outdoors and being able to interact yep. with everything that I'm doing. She likes to learn how to set traps, how to, you know, camouflage them in so that way the, the animals would want to kind of entice them to get into them. And and uh, this would probably be the first year I'm going to let her walk around with a BB gun or something. There you go. She, you know, she, she's a good kid. I've seen videos of her and stuff, and he sent me Snapchats, and she watching that smile on that little girl's face pretty awesome oh yeah she she's pretty interactive and pretty fun time but uh yeah there's just nothing better than getting some kids out there and really teaching them what it's all about well you know getting them away from these dang phones and i know here i know here we are sitting here starting our very first podcast you know this is episode number one for us and uh but that's besides the point you know we we're just a couple couple small town guys yep in a big, big, big town world. world. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what that's quoted from, but I remember hearing that. Yeah. Well, do you know what that's from? I don't know. I've, I've tried to remember. We said that earlier, but I, I can't remember. You like, know, and, but either way, uh, uh, we were, uh, kind of talking about, uh, when the best time to go is with the frost deal there. I, I remember you mentioned that there just yeah. a minute ago. Yeah, like, I mean, they're usually, you know, you get your first couple light frosts, but I like I like a super heavy frost when it gets down to about below 30 degrees, at least two or three days in a row, then going out, make sure all the, the fleas and ticks, and you're not bringing anything back into your house. If you clean them, if you don't clean them out of your truck, you clean them at home. And I think I think that cold weather gives them, a, <clears throat> gives them a little better taste, too. Really? Yeah, I don't think they're, I mean, they're not like a gamey meat, but. I think when they're out in the warm weather, I think they taste a little different. You know, I guess I never really uh, considered that. Yeah. You know, I guess I always just, I, I guess I, maybe, maybe, maybe that's my thing. Maybe that's what I always did is just gone right after the first frost. Yeah. Never really got too heavy into it until it was that frost. That, and, you know, first frost too, you go out and you can just watch. It's just rain and leaves at that point. Oh yeah, that's true. I do like that. Man, that is one of my favorite times of the year. Absolutely. You know, other than when I'm at work, I do concrete other than this podcast. And boy, I tell you what, when them leaves are falling, that is a killer for my yeah. job. But that's besides the point. I get away from that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got hunting season come up here in a couple weeks. Opening day is September 1st, so. Oh, but, I'm excited. Yeah. Do a little dove hunting. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's another small game we could talk about here. Yeah. I don't know if you really did much dove hunting. No, actually, I just started, never got into it with my dad or anything. Never really did any bird hunting. What first time dove hunting with you last year. I tell you what, I thought it was going to be a lot easier, but those, those little, little guys are stupid fast. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. And they fight so erratically. Yeah. You know, you think you got your beat on them? Nothing. What's that? Said they're going left, right, straight up, down. Yeah, yeah. And you think you got your beat on them, and bang, they take off and go straight up in the air, and you already pulled the trigger and you miss. Yep. You know, and that's another thing. Those them little birds. I I kind of wish I had a dog retriever dog. I I actually that's something that I really want to get into is uh, getting a lab. Yep. Having a retrieving dog because them little birds. I tell you what, they're hard to find. They are some of the hardest animals and you know he mentioned that earlier about the squirrels and him and his buddy had tried to uh you know see who could shoot the farthest well you know that's not very ethical right hey you know live and learn you that's live and you learn 12, yeah 13 years old you know it's showing off yeah yeah you know you, but either way you know them, them doves i've had them drop 50 you know 50 feet in front of me or whatever it was and you're looking around and it's like where the hell did they go where did yeah. this little birdie go yeah well, they blend in so we, so well with being brown and, or not brown, but gray. But <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. What's that? A little brain fart there just happens from time to time. Yeah, yeah, it does. But no, I got, I got to share one of my favorite stories. I was out squirrel hunting with my buddy, Matt and Mitch and Devin. Well, me and Matt were. Uh, down on one one end of this real long draw, and I got I got four. Matt's got five. So we're almost limited out, and we were a bunch of shooting down at the end of the draw. Mitch and Devin. Well, we get down there, and they they ain't got a single one. And uh, <clears throat> well, Matt and I were sitting on one side of the the gully, and Devin and Mitch were sitting on the other side. And Matt just points up. Well, about three trees down from Mitch, there's three squirrels sitting in a tree literally laying flat above him. You couldn't see them. I shoot those three. And there's two more above, above Devin. I shoot those two and they drop like 30 foot from them. I tell you what, they were madder and hornet and they left the woods. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to shoot those, those squirrels for like 45 minutes. They couldn't get a one of them. You know who, who you were telling me that one time, who was that, that uh, was it, was it Matt or Mitch that they're cl- climbing over that fence and they, Oh yeah, that was, that was me and Mitch and my cousin Pat. We're out. We lived used to live out in the farm. Uh, we were just going up the woods, mess around. I think we were going to make a fort or something. We were young. He got on. A, thought it'd be a good idea to get on the t- very top rung of this uh, barbed wire fence. Well, there's a bunch of little saplings, probably I don't know, a foot foot tall or something. Well, he went to jump off, and his feet gave out from underneath him. Literally fell like a plank right on top of those, right on top of those saplings. Oh, Knocked man. the air out of him. You cried like a little baby and Pat and I were laughing so damn hard. He went to the house, called his mom and left. Boy, I hope he hears this one because I, I would, I'd like to hear the feedback from that one. Yeah. That, that's some good safety there too, you know, across the fences. You just got, got to be mindful of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely learned that that day. As funny as it was, glad he didn't get hurt, but just something we learned that day. Yeah, my, uh, I know my, my grandpa and my uncle, speaking of safety there, they had uh, really, really, really pressed for it when I was young. 
Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier that I went out hunting with them since I was three years old. I hunted with my grandpa and my uncle from three years old to 17, and we hunted absolutely everything we could around here. Yeah. And uh, that was one thing they really pressed for was trigger discipline, yep. having your safety on unless you're ready to fire, yep. and then crossing a fence. You set your gun down, a couple fence posts down, and you either go under or over that fence, yep. and you just be mindful of where your gun is at at all times because yep. you don't want it to fall over and absolutely and accidentally fire you know you never know but yep or if you got a buddy you know one guy crossed the fence the other guy holds the guns and vice versa you hand them back over to the guy that crossed the fence and then you go over yeah yeah same, same thing for crossing gates too yep i mean you know i think we're all guilty of it everybody everybody gets out there and you're just excited or you, you know in a rush because you're late yeah you know you, you get rid of your discipline yep. you know yep. and it's it's easy to slip the discipline when it comes to that type of stuff oh absolutely because you you've done it a million times well that million and one time that you don't you know you're not expecting it next thing you know bang you're yep. hurting somebody else is hurting yep. or you just got scaved away and you mm -hmm. just barely got away with the hair in your neck you know yep. So, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'm oh, sure sure oh, you I'm are. I'm definitely guilty of it, especially I'm out by myself. Oh, I can crawl crawl over this fence, hold my gun. It won't be that big of a deal. And Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of it, and I got over it. Like, I was really, really stupid because I slipped or something, or I pants got caught on the top top of the barbed wire fence, and, you know, you fall over, and your gun's in your hand. Or your gun slips off your shoulder right. off the sling, and yep. now you're catching it in your hand, and it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, you bump safety and pull the trigger at the same time, you know, it, shoot yourself or it go off and it'll scare you yeah yeah i mean I, i've never had a I gun i've ha I've never had a gun go off on me no i know. haven't happened haven't happened yet either but yeah knock on wood yeah like you said that million one time yeah it'll get you absolutely um i know uh i know i'd mentioned earlier um about cooking squirrels how do you do rabbits oh i i usually i'll brown them up and then sear them off real hard and both sides and i'll throw them on a cookie sheet and i'll put a put some fresh garlic on them fresh thyme rosemary throw a knob of butter on them and throw them in the oven about 350 degrees for about 15 minutes i tell you what they come out falling off the bone oh yeah 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 i do that a lot too i like to uh i like to i like to cook rabbit in the oven for some yeah. reason it this seems like I've, I've tried pans here in them a couple times and it seems like they they don't get tough but just a little a little too chewy yeah yeah like I, they, they cook off a lot better in the oven. Yeah, I would agree to that. It uh, never tried any squirrel stew or anything. I should probably try that one these days. Oh, like I was saying earlier. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, that's one of my favorite ways to eat it. My daughter loves it that way too. Does she? Yeah. And one, I, the one way, I, the reason I really like that is because when you're tearing that squirrel apart, you know, I obviously tear it apart for my daughter. Well, I do it for myself to get the bones out of there. Right. You know, after I cook it, I like to separate the bones. Yep. Yep. And then I put that meat back into the stew and then I let it stew a little bit longer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of times I, you know, if I, if I do use a shotgun, which typically I don't, right. I, uh, I'll find BBs and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, and that's another thing we'll bring up in later episodes when it comes to duck and goose hunting. I've, uh, I've, I've kind of came down on a steel BB pretty hard before. Chipper tooth or what? No, no, no. I I caught it in time. I was able to stop myself, but yeah. little nibbles a lot of times when you're eating that stuff. Yep. I just go for it. You just go for it. I just go for it. You <laughs> chip a tooth. I usually usually 
hungry enough to usually eat it for breakfast. Like I said, to cook it overnight, and I just go to town. It's it's fine. That's that's just minor. Yeah, minor details. I mean, you can get fake teeth; it'll be all right. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that's just part of it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, you know, speaking of, uh, we never uh, brought up any of the rules we were talking about the gun safety oh, there. Yeah. That was one thing I wanted to bring up was uh, was the rules of Iowa. What is it? Six squirrels a day per person and uh, three, seven. Seven? seven. Is yep. it seven? Yep. Huh, I didn't know that. I, I could have swore it was six. Nope, seven. Oh. Pretty sure it's seven. That's that's what I've always done, and I've got stopped by a game board a couple times and they never say anything. So, Boy, I tell you what, you got to look that one up. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah, I think you should look it up. I'll look it up. I'd, li- I'd like to find out for sure. Wesley doesn't want to be giving you the wrong. Yeah, we'll bust the Googler out here. Hold on. Um. And I'm I'm almost certain. What is it? What is it? Rabbit three. Yeah, I think rabbit's three. Three. Yeah, three. yeah. And I, boy, I can't remember what dove is. I think dove is all of twelve person. Uh, that I like. I said I don't know. I just started with you last year. I haven't really. I think I only shot one so far, so like couldn't help you out on that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while he's looking that up, I guess uh, you know. Uh, I, I'd really like to like to tell the inexperienced hunters that you you need to get out there and you need to look up your rules because even us guys like us you know we've been doing this for a long time and yep you know yeah you're right it's six. oh boy wes is out here calling yeah. himself out i'm call, i'll call myself out six a day six squirrels per day possession limit of 12 oh wes uh, i'm gonna call in i'm gonna call the game yeah. warden on you well the game warden's call himself because i've got stop at seven he never said anything so oh, oh. boy i don't think you need to be saying that oh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be getting yourself in trouble now for no a simple and you know a simple little mistake like that will will get you into a lot yeah. of trouble well that's one thing too with the was it the thousand or five hundred thousand dollar inch with the with the gun gun uh case too What's that? Oh, we got the open or the sealed carry now. You can open and carry a gun with it being loaded. But if you don't, you got to carry it in a case. And if your uh, your gun case isn't closed all the way, the game board can come up and shake it. It falls out. I think it's close to a $500 ticket for that. Really? I guess I never even heard of that yeah. before. Yeah. Old, old boy that used to be game board in here, Gary Batelli passed away now he was telling me about that that's what he would that be he said that'd be a teaching moment for people he'd go up to take shake the gun case gun falls out well your gun's not secured any anymore boy talk about a real lesson a 500 hour ticket or whatever it yeah, is yeah <laughs> that'd really make me learn real right quick in a hurry yep yep you know and, and that's another thing you know you guys need to you know you hear us talking you know i didn't know that but i've I guess I always secured my firearm when I was out and about. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of guilty of it these days. I I don't case my my firearm anymore. No. I got a concealed carry weapon. I just Same. unload it and yep. throw take, it in a seat next to me. Yeah, take one out of the changer. You know, you can have a few in the in the tube, but at least at least unload it. Yeah, usually usually I just completely unload mine yeah. and, and get in the truck like that because you never know yep. crazier yep. things have happened. Yep. Absolutely. Don't want to blow a hole through your floorboard or somebody else's foot. 
<laughs> I know somebody that shot through their floorboard before. Yeah. And that's that's not even the story we're gonna have on here. No, no, we'll leave that one linger. Yeah, we'll leave we'll just leave that one for <laughs> for people to just think about yeah, and you wonder how does somebody that do that? Well I seen a mirror go missing before too. Yeah, yeah. That one was pretty funny. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, we're about a half hour into our first episode, and I feel like uh, we're doing pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I'm not, not so really, bad. you know, I, I, like I said before, got, you know. Got I'd, the first five minute jitters out, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feels a lot better. Yeah. I almost feel like we should have gone through some of this stuff a little more. You know? Yeah, we'll, we'll write some stuff down for future episodes, I think. No, I mean, like, uh, you know, I don't feel like we got into the, to the weather as much as what I was thinking we would have and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Right, but we got plenty, plenty of time and plenty of podcasts to do. So you know, yeah, you're right. You know, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking, you know, pheasant hunting in this. Right, you know, it's kind of another small game around here. You, you ever, you ever used a dog for pheasant hunting? Honestly, I've only been pheasant hunting one time. Really? Yep. Wow. But, yep. Like I've never really, my dad and I really never. That's all I who I hunted with and taught me how to hunt my dad but we always hunted this small game and and deer growing up that's really about it never yeah. really gotten a never really hunting any birds or anything yeah yeah well i know that me and you and uh when we first started hunting together uh isn't that what we went out and did was was squirrel turkey hunting. oh i thought we went turkey hunting that was when you were living over there in springbrook we went out squirrel hunting for the first time and then yeah the next year he asked me if i wanted to go turkey hunting i was like Man, turkey hunting can't be that hard. I always thought it was stupid, but tell you what, guys, I was way, way wrong. Yeah, ask him about that South Dakota trip. <laughs> oh, like I said, we'll, we'll get into that one. We can do a whole podcast on that one, I think. Oh, boy, we are going to have to. Yeah, there's some, there's definitely some comedy in that one, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I tell you, every time I seem to hang out with this guy, it always seems like there's just nothing but comedy that yeah. comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Well, that night, it's got the stupidest luck ever. Everything. You name it, something small, it's going to happen to me, and it, it's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like that. All right, I got to tell one story from that South Dakota trip. Oh, my, was it funny. So we, uh, kind of to get into it a little bit, give you kind of a context, we were sleeping in the bed of my truck with a queen-size air mattress and a topper. I and don't, it, don't recommend it because there's like 10 inches between the, the air mattress and the topper. Well, Anyway, go on. You know, not all of us are, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. princesses and need a hotel <laughs> to stay in, Wesley. So, uh, and, and it was cold. I mean, it was, it was snowed the one day. I mean, hell, we had a half inch of snow that one day. And, oh, easy. Yeah. But either way, this, this, this last day we were out there and it was windy. Oh man, was oh, it yeah. windy. I bet it was 45 mile an hour winds. Gust, oh, gust easily. Easily. Yeah. Sustained probably 15, 20. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the door on my topper. A little little breeze had slammed that sucker shut, and we woke up in the morning. And Wesley's like, "Man, he's like, this is just rough." He goes, "He goes, I don't know if I want to do it today." He goes, "I think it's just just time to head her home." He's like, "We haven't had luck in the past how many days?" He goes, "It's just, it's just, I'm, I'm ready." I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Well, I was like, let's just let's just do it." I said, "Let's get out there for a few hours this morning. We've already scouted this place out, kind of shoot a few people out of our area, and." uh you know, let's just, let's just get this morning in. And, uh, 
So here's Wesley. I was already dressed and ready to rock and roll, and he's sitting here putting his shoes on or his boots on. He's tying them up, and he's got his foot on the bumper, and his head's kind of leaning down watching what he's doing. And a big old gust of wind came in and shwacked him on the back of the head with that topper door. Oh, my God, I tell you what. And it was it was it was bad. I was already in a bad mood. That just set me over the edge. <laughs> you ever seen a you ever seen a grown man throw a three year old toddler's tantrum? I'll oh to it, yeah. my! It was one of the funniest. It was it was seriously it was one of, the, one of the best moments. And that was probably one of the highlights of the trip. I, oh, absolutely! I, I mean, we were driving back across South Dakota back to Iowa, and I I bet yeah I couldn't stop laughing the for, whole time. He still laughs about it. That was in April. <laughs> I still laugh about it today. Sometimes I drive around by myself, you know, out scouting for ducks and whatnot. And yeah, that's that's one of the things that comes across my mind very often. And then speaking of scouting, do you ever do scouting for any uh, squirrel, rabbit, pheasant, you oh, know, yeah. dove? I hunt a lot of public land, so the only private land I got it is the shotgun deer hunt. But that's all I hunt is is uh, private. So I'll go out, you know. The week before, especially squirrel hunting the week before, just kind of go out and see if I can find some acorn trees or hickories. Some what trees? Acorns. Oh, acorn trees. Acorn. Acorn tree. Acorn tree. I, acorn tree. I thought you said acre tree. No, acorn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or, honestly, I've had my best you know. luck underneath of an acorn tree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I, around our area here in Iowa, we have tons of walnut trees. I don't know about too much about the rest of the yeah. Midwest or so on and so forth, but yeah, in our in our area, there are a ton of walnut trees, yep. and uh, but I, honest to God, I gotta say, I, I would prefer to find a hickory tree. Absolutely, they they smoke those things. Yeah, they do. They 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 like to tear up a hickory tree. Yep, and acorn trees as well. Yep, that's usually future episode too. That's usually I try to put my deer stands as well under under or near acorn trees. Really, why they? They love eating those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dove hunting. You know, a lot of times when I'm out scouting for doves, uh, and I do a lot of that. Yeah. Yep. Even uh, mainly in the summer months is when I'm out scouting sure. for dove. Uh, and I do it constantly. I just look at the high line poles sure. is really what I do. I look at them, look in the wires, and if there's doves there, and they're there all the time, well, I'm going to go try to sit in that field that they're, yep. they're, they're eating off of. We got a lot of gravel roads around here, so it really gives them a lot of areas to go. Oh, absolutely. You know, it doesn't really centralize them to anywhere. And I live near a place called Green Island, which is a huge, huge public hunting area yep. in our area of Iowa. And uh, they, they've got a pretty sweet setup there, the DNR do. They do a pretty nice job of conservation there. It kind of... Yeah, on top of the hill up there, they got that sunflower patch every year, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I was getting at. And I was going to mention that, uh, sadly, Green Island uh, for duck hunting this year. Boy, I don't know how that's going to be. They uh, they had a dike blowout. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Dike blew out and flooded real bad. Yeah, we had like the third worst flood ever in Iowa's history. Yep, yep. Well, at least in our area. But yeah, uh, it, was, a lot of, it wasn't even a lot of rain. It was just all the snow melt off from up in Minnesota and stuff. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I figured it was. Yeah, I remember I was coming. I, I live on a highway right next to the Mississippi River there, and I'm coming up. I got almost a 15-minute drive into work, and I'm coming up Highway 52 is what it is. And I look over, and this this is actually when we went to South Dakota, so we actually yep. missed most of the flood. Yeah, the, but, high, uh, the highest points anyway. Yeah, and, I you know, the, the, the railroad tracks were underwater. Yeah. There was trains going through water. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I didn't even think they'd be able to run trains, but heavy enough, I suppose. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but they ran them across it. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure them engineers were worried a little bit, or conductors, or whatever they are that drive them. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. You know, and 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 the highway was almost underwater too. But either way, yeah. So, I uh, I think we're we're at about 44 minutes right now. I think uh, it'd be a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you guys you know enjoyed it and. You know, and come back for more. Hey, this is our first one, so don't don't uh, pick on us too bad. But yeah. we'd love to look, get some uh, constructive criticism, I suppose. It wouldn't be so bad. You know, some nice emails, or you can find us on Facebook at Louise L E W E S Hunting Strategies. Hunting strategies yep. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm considering making a Twitter, and I'm considering making a TikTok for videos of when we're out and about. Yeah, out in the woods and. Uh, we uh, we also thought we could do some uh, uh, lives on Facebook. Yeah, well, when we go, we're going to try to do all forty nine states for turkey. So when we're out doing or just even hunting around here, we can do uh, some videos, some live streams, like we're on the on the road, telling you where we're going, what we're going to be doing, and yeah. So either either Facebook us, Instagram, or uh, email it at uh, Louise Hunting Strategies at gmail.com that is our our uh email l-e-w-e-s hunting strategies at gmail.com so please if you guys would let us know what you think give us some feedback and uh stay safe and enjoy the outdoors thanks everybody thank you